0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 28th of December, the 363rd day of this leap year of 2020, meaning a mere three days separate us from 2021. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had topped 79.7 million, amounting to an increase of at least 4.5 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 18.8 million, an increase of over 1.4 million cases since the week before. Currently, the World Health Organization reports more than 50 COVID-19 vaccine candidates are in trials and is working to facilitate the equitable access and distribution of proven vaccines to protect people in all countries. Two weeks ago, United States Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Dr. Stephen M. Hahn and Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research Director Dr. Peter Marks said they were, quote, committed to expediting the development of COVID-19 vaccines, but not at the expense of sound science and decision-making, close quote, and would not, quote, jeopardize the public's trust in our science-based independent review of these or any vaccines. There's too much at stake, close quote. Meanwhile, in Maine, as elsewhere in the United States, frontline health care workers and the elderly are among the first scheduled to receive the first doses of the Pfizer vaccine. My 93 year old mother, for example, currently in a rehabilitation facility in Bangor, recuperating from a recently fractured shoulder, has been signed up to participate in an inoculation clinic to be held on New Year's Eve at her facility. Next in the lineup for international distribution in early 2021 is the Moderna vaccine. Elsewhere concerning COVID 19 on the planet, India has been maintaining a close second place worldwide this past week with 10.2 million confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 7.5 million confirmed cases. This past week, Russia continues in fourth place, having about three million confirmed cases, and France remains in fifth place with about 2.6 million confirmed cases. The UK, though having already for two weeks administered vaccine doses, is surging with a new strain of the virus and is now in sixth place with 2.2 million confirmed cases, only 94,000 cases ahead of Turkey, also with 2.2 million confirmed cases, now in seventh place. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday numbered 1.8 million. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States near the end of this past week were over 330,000, an increase of at least 19,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 has been killing, on average, at least 2,714 United States citizens per day, though that is the average On a couple of the worst days this past week, U.S. coronavirus deaths topped 3,000 in a single day. That's two people dying per minute from COVID-19 in the United States on those days. Important to remember is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we currently have at least 22% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and about 18% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, COVID-19 couldn't ask for a better country to inhabit. We have proved from the beginning to be most hospitable to the virus. Apparently, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, we are free to remain as ignorant as possible and to contaminate one another prolifically. But are we as a nation brave enough to admit the time for denial is over and that 2021 should be the year we collectively get truly serious about fighting COVID-19? Elsewhere internationally, second place in COVID fatalities goes again to Brazil, having over 190,000 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. India is again in third place, having 148,000 deaths, and Mexico remains in fourth place with close to 122,000 deaths since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Heavenward, tomorrow night at 10.29 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have December's full moon. The last full moon of 2020 and as some purists might say the last full moon of the decade as a new decade begins in 2021 only a few days away traditionally december's full moon is also known as the full cold moon the long night moon the oak moon the drift clearing moon the frost exploding trees moon the little spirit moon the moon when the deer shed their antlers the wintermaker moon, and the snow moon. Yet, since the winter solstice this past week, our days are becoming steadily brighter, a minute or so every day for the next six months, until the summer solstice in June, when we start getting steadily darker again. Today in 1860, Harriet Tubman arrived in Auburn, New York, on her last mission to assist slaves in becoming free. She had evaded capture for eight years on the Underground Railroad. Today, in 1973, the French publishing house Édition du Seul published Alexander Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago, his literary investigation of the police state system in the Soviet Union. Three years before, in 1970, he had received the Nobel Prize in Literature, quote, for the ethical force with which he has pursued the indispensable traditions of Russian literature, close quote. Today in 1856 in Staunton, Virginia, Thomas Woodrow Wilson was born to Joseph Ruggles Wilson, an Episcopal theologian, and Jesse Woodrow Wilson, the daughter of a Scottish minister. Jesse adored her son Tommy, reading to him constantly. Tommy loved being read to so much that he didn't bother to learn to read for himself until age nine. In later years, Tommy would follow his mother's advice to drop his first name and proceed in life as Woodrow, when he would recall, quote, I remember how I clung to her till I was a big fellow, but love of the best in womanhood came to me and entered my heart through those apron strings. Wilson's subsequent academic endeavors at Princeton and Johns Hopkins led to his becoming a college professor until he decided to try politics, first becoming the governor of New Jersey, and then in 1912, the President of the United States. Today is also the birthday, birthday of Emperor Rokujo of Japan in 1164, of Margaret of Austria in 1522, of Basque writer Pio Baroja in 1872, of Danish trans Lily Elba in 1882, of Johnny Otis in 1921, of Stan Lee in 1922, of Terry Sawchuck in 1929, of Maggie Smith in 1934, of Jorge Velasquez in 1946, of Denzel Washington in 1954, and of Linus Torvalds in 1969. From Arnold Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the second official week of winter. This one on the cusp of 2020 to 2021. Happy New Year, everyone.